What is going on, everybody? My name's Nick Willard, and you are listening to Almost Canon. I hope you have started this year off with a bang. I hope your New Year's Eve wasn't too, uh, well, I guess I should say, I hope your New Year's Day wasn't too rough because your New Year's Eve, uh, was out of control. But that's all behind us. It's 2024 now. So let's kick Almost Cannon off with a bang. So, if you have a wild, crazy story, you know, I can't say that because there's another podcast out there who says something very similar. So, if you have had an experience with the unknown and you want to share your story, then please get a hold of us at almostcannonpod at gmail.com. Share your story. Come on the show. We want to hear it. I want to hear it. You want to hear it. Everybody else wants to hear it. Don't be afraid. I'm telling you right now. No one here will judge you. Um, we just want to hear your story. So, and I'm talking anything. Anything at all. If, if you got abducted by aliens um, on New Year's Eve night... We want to hear about it. If you were driving home after partying all night and you hit a Bigfoot, we want to hear about it. And if the ghost in your house parties harder than you do, we definitely want to hear about that. So, don't forget, hit us up at almostcannonpod at gmail.com. Uh, you can also hit us up via our Facebook page at Almost Cannon Podcast and our Instagram at almostcannonpod. Now, we got a couple more things to bang out before we get into tonight's episode. First thing first, don't forget, we have the giveaway going on. You have until January 31st at 11.59 p.m. to get your, you know, your screenshot of your rating uh, slash review into almostcanonpod at gmail.com. You take a screenshot of that, you email it to that email address, um... We'll know where to send the gift card, the $100 Amazon gift card, if you are the grand prize winner. You know, I see this a little bit as a uh, you scratch my back, I scratch your back type situation, right? So, you know, our ratings, they weren't doing so hot there for a little while. I wasn't sure what was going on. I don't know. Um, but the ratings are rolling in. It's perfect. Um... And you could very well walk away with a $100 gift card and buy, I don't know, you could buy all sorts of, sh of stuff for $100, you know. Um, let's see, what could you buy for $100? You could buy a hundred $1, uh, I don't even think you could buy anything for a dollar anymore. I don't know, you could probably buy a pretty, you could buy a pretty sweet Lego for a hundred bucks, um... I guess that goes to show what I'm into. Uh, it's about the only thing I can think of that I would want to spend $100 on. You know, or maybe, you know, like a video game or something. But, but yeah, the giveaway. T 
Take a screenshot of your rating and review, email it to almostcanonpod at gmail.com, and you will be automatically entered to win the $100 Amazon gift card. Now, let's move on to number two on our list tonight. Epstein's Black Book. All right. So, you know, it was all over the news. We, I, I haven't brought up, a, like, like a, news, um, a news segment in a while, uh, but, but this is a big one. So I figured, you know, I'll just drop, drop some names. Some big names, apparently, were dropped in this black book, and, and we'll just go over them real quick, right? You know, might as well. So we got, and nobody should be surprised about uh, these, these first two, Bill Clinton... You know, former President Bill Clinton and former President Donald Trump. You know, I said from day one that the Clintons and uh, Donald Trump teamed up and most likely had Epstein killed. That That's my theory. They worked together. You know, it might be hard to believe, but when it comes down to it, they're all working on the same side, left, right, you know. They're set there to divide us. We don't have to get into politics, really. i just saying they're there to divide us, and in the end, they're all working for the same billionaires at the top. Uh, it's just the way it goes. So I have no doubt that Donald Trump um, and the Clintons can work together to knock, you know, someone off. Especially someone who's in, in jail, you know. It, it, probably not that hard. Clearly wasn't that hard. Now, who else is on this list? Uh, Michael Jackson, apparently, was on this list. Uh, Sarah Kellen, which is apparently Epstein's former assistant. Uh, Jean-Luc Brunel, who's a French modeling agent. Oh, and this is a good one. Uh, he was suspected of scouting girls for Epstein and killed himself in a Paris jail in 2022. While awaiting trial for rape accusations. Sound familiar? Hmm. Uh, Bill Richardson, the former governor of New Mexico, who also died in September. I'm not sure exactly how. It doesn't say. Uh, he was also mentioned. Uh, Leslie Wexner, who apparently owns Victoria's Secret and Bath and Body Works. So, you know, no big surprise there. Uh, Glenn Dublin is a hedge fund man, a hedge fund, hedge fund, a hedge fund manager and billionaire. Uh, that's about all I know about him. I don't, I don't, I don't think it, you know, we don't need to get into, into exactly what these people do, right? Uh, Alan Dershowitz, that's, that's a funky last name. Epstein's lawyer, he is, um, uh, he's gonna go down. Uh, let's see who's next. Marvin Minsky. Marvin Minsky, computer scientist and former MIT professor. Uh, and he was the last name on this, this Times article. The biggest names in Epstein's black book. So, I just figured I'd drop, you know, those names. Um, I do think it's incredibly... I don't know why I find this important. I do think it's important to say that both Donald Trump and Bill Clinton are on this list, you know. They're both they're both on the list. I don't know what I don't know what else to tell you. Like I feel like everyone was like Bill Clinton's on the list, but there's no way Donald Trump would be on that list. Well, you know, I hate to break it to you. Donald Trump was just as as good as friends uh with with um 
what the what the hell's his name? Epstein as Bill Clinton was, you know, it's just the way the way it is. All the, the they all have money, they're all friends. It's just the way it works. But yeah, so that was that was pretty much it. Who knows if they're guilty or not? It is a book. Um doesn't say a whole lot of what they did, you know, they're all going off of um someone's uh testimony. So take it take it however way you want. Um the fact is these names are in the book and we can only imagine uh you know, the horrendously heinous things that 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 they got into. All right. Now that 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 shit is out of the way. That's literally what it is. It's shit. Um, you know, I, I just have to, it's just, just rich people drive me crazy. They, they do. I really don't want to get into like politics and money on this podcast, but when it comes down to it, it's just fucking rich people, you know, they, God, why can't you just be content to pay your bills and go on vacation once a year, you know what I mean? Like, that's all I ever asked for. That's all I ever ask for. Um, but yeah, let's get into tonight's episode. What we're all here for. You know, we don't want to talk about Jeff- Jeffrey Epstein and and that garbage nonsense. So, so what is tonight's episode? You know, I wanted to do something fun. It's the first episode of 2024. I felt like something fun and and wacky would be a cool thing to do. And, you know, I really got into... Um, I feel like I really went deep on this one. It was supposed to be something quick and fun, and, and I went pretty deep. And it was it was a lot of fun. So, let's, let's jump right into it. Red Dead Redemption 2. Well, it's not one of those games, you know, from our childhood that we 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 still love to play today. Uh, nor is it a game that's that's really been out for all that long. However, Rockstar's 2018 open world Western Odyssey is an instant classic. You know, I believe probably most of the people who are listening to this watch the Last of Us TV show, and they've probably played the Last of Us video game. And I honestly, truly believe. If they were to turn any other game into a TV show that could rival The Last of Us, it would be Red Dead Redemption 2. Just the story, um, the story of Arthur is is intense. It's crazy. It's intense. It's it's emotional, dramatic. It's it's a the you know it's everything you want and more from a video game. And that's not even to mention. This is an open world. There's so much to do within this game, so much to explore, so you know, so many people to explore, so many places to to go. Uh, you know, you can hunt, you can fish, you got legendary animals to hunt, you got legendary fish to catch. You know, there's bad guys, robbers all over the place, you know, blah 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 blah. That's what it is. It's an open world video game, but within this game, they added, you know, elements of real life. And when I say that, I mean they took, you know, myths, legends, conspiracies, you know, weird stuff from 
real life, not, you know, made up for some video game, stuff out of real life, and put it in this video game. And they're all over. You know, you find just random things throughout the world of Red Dead Redemption 2 that relates to real life. Things that we can find today, things that have been found in the past. You know, it's it's just, it's an, it's, it, it is what it is. It's, it's so intense. It's so crazy. And there's so much you can do and find. Um, and I picked out several things that I think uh, everyone will love. You know, from giants to vampires to war hero pirates. Um, you know, crazy inventors. I don't want to get, like, too into it. But it, it it's going to be a fun episode. I guarantee it. Um, so, you know what you got to do. You got to sit back. You gotta relax and listen to tonight's episode, Real Life High Strangeness in Red Dead Redemption 2. I figured we would have a fun episode. It's the first episode of the year. I want to do something fun. Um, and I love the game Red Dead Redemption. I know we talked about this. Red Dead Redemption 2. I even love Red Dead Redemption 1. I was actually just playing it before uh, the new Assassin's Creed game came out. But um, I was replaying can 1. I, can, can I say we have to give homage to uh, Red Dead Revolver 2. I don't know if you're that, <laughs> I played the that. original. Yeah, long, long yeah. time ago. Yeah, man. I didn't actually know that that was part of, of the series. We'll call that the OG of the series, man. <laughs> I heard that that um uncle, they call him uncle in, in the game. He's like the old dude, yeah. always like bumming around. I heard that yep. he is the guy in um what what was it called? Red Dead what? Red Dead Revolver. Yeah, I heard he's the guy you play as. He is, supposedly. Yeah. yeah. That's, oh, that's kind of cool. And I, I think just to talk about this, the connection, I think there's something that Rockstar does a lot in all of their games, specifically Red Dead, where there will be people that are random encounters that end up being people from other game, the other games. Mm. Yeah, I know in Red Dead 2, which we'll get into it, I didn't I didn't mark this down because it was a it's like a game thing. It's not like a real life thing. There's the guy who. Um, you go around, you have to collect different rock carvings i don't know he's like he's like in a cabin and you find him in the woods and he wants you to go around and like collect all these like find all these different rock ca carvings throughout the, the you know the open world and you write them down in your journal and you like or on a piece of paper and you give oh, them to yeah him. yeah yeah he's like a time about. traveler okay. from yeah. uh uh he's like is it like 10 or 20 years into the future he comes back he's no he's, he's from um what the fuck is that game called? We just talked about it. Six. The sixth one's coming out. Oh, Grand Theft. Yeah, he. I guess he's some dude from Grand Theft Auto. But he, the thing is, is if I remember the story correctly, which is perfect example of what we're talking about, weird shit in RDR2, he was a time traveler, and I think you met him as a baby. I thought there was a reference to that. Oh, I don't know. I, I actually never found all of the rock carving, so I never finished yeah. it. So he's a time traveler, and you actually he's wearing a uh it's kind of like a, a pompous sweater, like a from a mm. country club. Yeah, and yeah, yeah. you you end up meeting his mother and him in the part of the storyline. 
which is huh. really it's, it's fucking odd. I don't know why that just came back to me, but I just remembered talking about weird stuff from RDR. Speaking of time travel, if they do ever come out with a third one, I think they should continue to go backwards. Like Red Dead One, you know, was before this one, obviously. Then they went back to the gang. I think they should go back to where like Arthur first meets meets up with with Dutch and uh, uh, the other guy there. I forget his name, but oh, uh, Marston. No, the other dude there that was running, kind of running the gang. It was Dutch, and um, the dude who gets shot out. He gets shot up outside the bank. I forget his name. He's an old guy. Um, but him and Dutch, they uh, kind of like met in jail. What was his name? Yeah, Jose. Jose. I think his name was Jose. Um, yeah, so they like met in jail, right? And then they kind of started the gang when they got out. They should like go back to where they first started the gang. I don't know. I've always thought that would make sense. I, I don't want to see him go forward into like prohibition era. I want to see him go back further into the West, you know? Well, they did that. The The connection with Red Dead Revolver's uncle was like, he was apparently a badass back in the day. Right. He was, he wasn't always a drunken piece of <laughs> shit. And um, that's the thing. But I think they, they did classify it. I think I was actually recently that, uh, Red Dead Revolver was a canon versus it actually being an actual part of the series. So, um, but either way, I don't know. I started reading back into some of the stuff, and man, there is a lot of weird shit. I want to talk to the writers of RDR too, mm. and general RDR, and what like even if we can just talk about RDR when they did the what was it the nightmare add-on? Right. Yeah. Like that was really fucked up. Yeah, I guess it was based off of a, like an Aztec curse, right? And you can see the pieces. I, I think there was like a stone or something that you can find in RDR2 that is like the stone that breaks open or or there's something in Red Dead Redemption 2. After you beat the game and you're Marston and you can go to Blackwater, there's something in Blackwater that you can find that is like the curse. Hmm. But, That's interesting. I didn't know about that. I didn't play much after. Yeah, you become. Like, you got to. You got to play it. It's so cool. The whole Marston part at the end. It, 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 it's really cool. It's not that long though, right? No, it's not. But it. I think I did play it, but I think I forgot. You kind of like, you know, you build up the farm, your ranch. You kind of you meet up with a couple other people, um, and there's a you know there's a whole story. You yeah. run into the, a couple of your own crew members, old crew members, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. But, yeah the, I do remember the, some of that. Yeah, the half Indian guy there. I forget what his name is. Charles. Meet mm-hmm. up with Charles, and Uncle. Um, it's really cool, and and everything's new. So people like built up farms and houses and shit and other places where they where there wasn't anything before. So it it you can like search the whole map and everything's different. So it is cool because it takes like, to go back couple years in the future, you know. I'll have to come back and play because I got up to that. I know I helped out a couple of the old members like that. What was that girl's name? The one that was part of the crew. She was, uh, I think you helped her with a bank robbery or something later on. I can't with Josh oh, yeah, John. I, I forget her name. The only one I remember is Abigail. Was her name Sadie? Maybe. Maybe. Yeah. So anyway, so I don't know. Where do you want to start with some weird shit? Because we already apparently heard quite a bit of it already. <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, I guess. I wanted to go over what Red Dead is first. Just, you know, I'm sure everybody knows what it is, obviously. You know, it's been out for 
years now, but it's a it's Red Dead Redemption 2. It's a Rockstar video game. Came out in 2018. Um, and it's like this open world, wild, wild west bonanza. I don't even know. It's it's crazy. You know, there's a there's so much cool stuff you can do. And if you like the West, like this this is a game. And did you watch the Last of Us TV show? So I think the the Red Dead Redemption 2 story can rival The Last of Us as a TV show. It might be one of the mm. only games that I know of that could actually pull it off. Because this story, it's incredible. And I meant to say this. When you play as Martian at the end, you get to find Dutch and... um, What the fuck's his name? The asshole guy there that you're always... that you. The one with the long hair, the the one that was the turncoat with Dutch. They were yeah, yeah, yeah. You get to find him and fucking, you know, get get your payback. All right. So that that that's fun. Um, but yeah, so Red Dead Redemption Two, incredible story. Um, it'll bring you to tears. Like I, I brought me to tears. Like it's a fucking video game, and I'm bawling my eyes out at the end. Like it's it's nuts. well, the thing that's cool, too, to mention is there is some sort of, I don't know if you want to call it a pseudo karma system in the game, too, where, you know, if you want to be a douchebag with as Arthur, you can be a total gangster. You can actually be a good do-gooder. I don't know mm-hmm. if it impacts the end because I was a, I guess you could call it technically a paragon if you want to use a technical term. I didn't end up going the gangster route. Yeah, um, me either. I, actually, I don't know either. But I, I'm wondering because it did the ending the way he went down. I mean, and I don't want to blow it up for the the, the listeners and the viewers, but um, either way, it's a very epic story and it's very riveting and it pulls you right in. Right. And so when it was released, opening weekend, seven hundred and twenty five million dollars. <laughs> like that's like marvel movie money right there you know mm-hmm. that's just mm-hmm. the opening weekend uh let's 57 million copies were shipped uh let's see if i can get let's see if i can get a final i should have looked this up before we went I, I don't i don't know how much it grossed in the end it's, you know it's probably still making money today um but yeah awesome game and the cool thing about it is they put Real life, there's real life people in it. They're renamed, but you can find several real life people. There's there's a city called St. Denny, which is um New Orleans. So that's cool. So it, it takes it pretty much takes real life, puts it into this, you know, open world video game. And there's several things that I've picked out um that are real, you know, things that we would find in, in real life today that I found pretty interesting. I think there's only like three or four of them that I picked out, but there's, you know, there's dozens. I think there's like 43 official, uh, you know, str- strange things you can find. I don't know what you want to call them, Easter eggs or. Well, I think it's a, it's, they're called, I think they're called strange events, strange events. They're all classified strange events, Easter eggs, strange encounters, uh, you know, I don't know. You want to be technical, unexpected shit. Right. <laughs> so, yeah. So, so the first one I I got here is uh, it's it's a quick one. You know, I didn't 
I didn't bother to look a whole lot up about it because they, you know, we all we all know about about vampires, right? Well, mm. at one point in the game, you go to Saint Denis, which is New Orleans, and New Orleans is famous for vampires for some reason. I'm I'm not exactly sure why. Um, I believe it all comes back to this historical figure named the Count of Saint Germain. I don't know if you ever heard of him, but he is a man who seemed to have lived forever. You know, he's been through all this cool stuff in Europe. He did all this. Uh, he was in like all these different courts of like, uh, you know, I forget what his name is. King Louis, you know, the Sun King. I forget what number he is. Louis the Fifteenth or whatever. You know, he was like in Louis the Fifteenth's court. Um, and then he appears again like eighty years later, who hasn't aged a day, and he's in someone else's court. And over the course of time, he ends up in New Orleans, where he supposedly tried. You know, he he got a a, a young woman up into his room. And he supposedly tries to, you know, suck her blood on the balcony. She jumps over the balcony, gets away. And I think this is, you know, the genesis of the the vampire in New Orleans. I think. I'm I'm not exactly sure. But in the game, you come across a dude who's, you know, murking people down back alleys. And he's sucking their blood. He's like a definite vampire. And he's he's hard to come across. I never came across him. But I saw him on YouTube. Um so he is in the game. I don't know if it's the Count of Saint Germain or or who he is, but he's definitely some sort of vampiric figure. He's called, I think, from what I, if I remember, he's is some sort of prince of darkness. They categorize him as, or something like that. And they that's what some of the the, the Reddit's references to it. I did that mission. I actually remember it. Oh. Um. Um, and I was you had to you had to do a bunch of trigger events to get it to actually happen, but it was definitely unexpected because I'm sitting here playing a western, mm. and then all of a sudden there's friggin' vampires, right? <laughs> and I just was like, okay, Rockstar, here we go. So yeah, what? Yeah. <laughs> but I mean, it it in the overall sense of everything, it makes sense because vampires are fame. You know, they're famously found in uh, New Orleans. Who knows why? And even today, there's tons of firsthand accounts of people being attacked by vampires in supposedly, you know, in uh, whether you want to believe it or not. But there's some pretty crazy ones out there. Like, I'm almost I would believe that they're definitely there. (laughs) If there's such a thing as vampires, then. Well, I think the the idea behind the Nosferatu in general, I mean, I, it's been dated back to ancient times. I mean, you look at a lot of the, the historical texts and I mean, I just think that they're paying homage to it. And I thought I heard, too, something about and again, Rockstar's funny where I think they actually had something. There was a connection with interviewing a vampire, kind of making fun of it a little bit, which I wouldn't be surprised with the one with Tom Cruise. And I can't remember mm. who the hell the other guy was on it. But yeah, I mean. It's it's an, it, the, the interesting idea behind the Nosferatu and what, you know, the the history and what they, you know, have how they've impacted uh, our popular culture, because there's like sex of people that yeah. literally live as vampires, which is, oh, man, you know, I, I could say. I, I looked this up. There is like a whole group in New Orleans. They're like the official vampires of New, or- New Orleans of 
you know, uh, Association or Vampires of America. Association? <laughs> yeah, like they're all group of them. <laughs> okay, all right. And I'm pretty sure I seen on Monster Quest, it's like this old show that was on the History Channel, where these people, you know, they'll find willing victims and drink their blood. Like, this is a real thing, you know. Safely. Interesting. They do it safely, apparently. I mean, but... sure. <laughs> Whatever <laughs> floats people's boats. I mean, I've heard of it. People, I mean, I've seen when we, I don't know, you probably have seen stuff on TV where they have people do those, like, uh, the subdural implants and things of that nature under their skin. Well, yep. then now they have the teeth that they're doing where they're actually implanting the teeth now. And apparently somebody said something where they actually somehow were able to use them to suck blood. And I'm like, okay, <laughs> my, youngest, my youngest kid, they're not my youngest, but my, my second youngest has actual vampire teeth. It's fucking weird. I don't know where he got them from. Uh, creeps me out, but he's got them. <laughs> I saw now speaking of vampires, and I don't want to stay on it too long, but there was a, a, a TikTok video. It was, um, Go figure, it was a Chinese company that was making it, but they were retractable fangs that <laughs> when you open your mouth, they pop out and they actually oh, yeah, stay like a switchblade, right. right? They switch into a position where they stay and then you just hit something with your tongue and it pops them back up inside your mouth. I'm like, all right, new murder weapon. Where are we going with this? Right. Yeah, <laughs> I think I've seen those. Um, oh, it's crazy. All right. So the second one I got here, is outside of the city, way, way, way back up north on the map. So there's a map in the game. You know, it's divided into sections. They're not official state names, but you have, like, West Elizabeth. And I don't know. I should have got uh, all of them. But, you know, there's, there's these different different areas, you know. And you can you can kind of tell, like, what states they are. So at the bottom of the map, you have Louisiana, you know, pretty much. Mm -hmm. Because uh, you got New Orleans and you go all the way up to the top, you're in like the Rocky Mountains. So, you know, all those states up there, you got kind of like the Plains area in uh, there's an area called Roanoke Ridge in New Hanover. There's an old tomb and this is up north uh, in the mountains. There's an old tomb. They call it the old tomb uh, and it's carved into the ground. And in this tomb, you can find an old Viking axe that you can use as a weapon, uh, as well as a Viking helmet. Helmet. Yeah, that you can, you know, wear in the game. Um, and I always thought that was really cool, how they included this whole Viking, uh, you know, treasure. I don't know what you want to call it. This whole Viking Easter egg into the game because it might seem outlandish, but I know, you know, we I, we did an episode on Vikings way, way back. It's like episode 10. Um, Wait, you know, I I wouldn't recommend I'd recommend listening to that episode because <laughs> I really like that episode. But any mm. other episodes in between, just don't even bother. I think I'm actually think I'm going to just uh, archive all the old ones, except for the Viking and the the um, uh, Donner Party episodes. I really like those, too. But, but yeah, so we did this whole episode on Vikings. So some people might remember this, um, but Vikings in you know, the Midwest isn't so outlandish as it sounds, right? I don't know if you know mm -hmm. the history behind this. So I'll pick it up from the top here. Uh, 
in the Greenlandic sagas of the Vikings, I think there's the, the Greenland sagas and the saga of Eric the Red. They speak of this place called Vinland, right? Um, and no, and you know, his historians and scientists or whatever you want to call them, they don't know exactly where Vinland was, right? It, it doesn't really say. It's just the land of grapes. Um, and they have found the only official Viking settlement in North America is a place called Lawns Meadows. It's in Newfoundland, kind of like way at the northern, uh, northwestern or northeastern tip of Newfoundland, right? And um, mm-hmm. it's the only official Viking settlement in North America. Um, and beyond that, scientists you know and historians are like they're they haven't that that's as far as they went they went there they didn't go any farther but if you know the vikings you know that they were down to explore that was like what they wanted to do they they jumped in their ships and they just sailed they explored they wanted to find you know new lands new treasures they wanted to conquer and fight um i think the official story is they 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 came over they were here for like a you know a couple decades uh, and then the Native Americans drove them away. They couldn't handle the Native Americans. However, I know I remember back in our Viking episode that this Lawns Meadows place, if you look at the buildings, it would seem like the Vikings were there for at least a hundred years, and that this meadows was almost like a truck stop. Think of it as like a truck stop. Vikings would come over, and this would be around 1000 AD. They would come, you know, leave uh iceland or or you know norway hit greenland and then from greenland jump over to newfoundland where they would stop here fix their ships and then sail south further Mm -hmm. down down the line um and i think one tons of evidence have been found i'm going to call it evidence it's not official it hasn't officially been declared um evidence i I don't i don't i don't know how i really necessarily want to refer it to however there are artifacts that's 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 what i'll call them there's artifacts that have been found they are officially viking but did vikings leave them there or maybe they were traded in some way and they got left there so they they found a viking penny in maine um and beyond that i think one of the best examples of vikings in north america is a tiny island called No Man's Land off the coast of Martha's Vineyard in Massachusetts. And for decades, it was used as like this bombing target for the military. You know, they bombed the shit out of the island. There's, you know, undetonated ordnance everywhere. So it's super dangerous to go to. However, there's this rock called Whale Rock. You know, it's in the ocean. Every year it gets further and further out. You know, the, uh, the weathering and all this erosion is just kind of sucking the rock deeper into the water. But you, you used to be able to see from like a boat or something, a carving on the rock that said Leif Erikson, 1000 AD. And Leif Erikson was the son of Eric the Red. He was the one who discovered Vinland in the sagas. Um, and I think Martha's Vineyard sounds like the land of grapes you know it's well known it's got vineyard in the name it's (laughs) i think um you know massachusetts martha's vineyard is a pretty good 
candidate for being Vinland. However, you know, there's so, no well, I wanted to say that you know what's what's uh what's the downside of being an old school archaeologist hmm. is being an old school archaeologist, right? Yeah, because the problem is is that all this history that you're talking about, which I thoroughly believe that the Vikings have been here coming here for a very long time. They don't want their history to be changed and they're being challenged. Now, this is happening across the board mm-hmm. in any archaeological digs, any sort of history that's been put into the, some of the museums and the curators. And the issue is, is now that they're being challenged and a perfect example would be Graham Hancock. He pushes the bill with a lot of these individuals and the, our listeners that are late paying attention right now. Take a look at Graham Hancock. He's the man. Um, the idea behind the Vikings being here is not above speculation at this point. It's been proven that there is a lot of connection with the trade routes. I mean, they were at the end of the day, masters of the sea. Right. And a lot of people didn't recognize that until, you know, when more of this evident evidential information, as you mentioned in mass is starting to come out. I have a friend of mine, um, a lot of friends in different wear different hats uh, my friend Elijah, he does a lot of digs and he goes out and does a lot of this investigation stuff. And he definitely has found evidential information that states that the Vikings have been here before. Now, there is a phenomenal movie as we're talking about this, about this whole speculative approach. I don't know if you ever saw Pathfinder? it. Yeah. The movie's fantastic. Um so anybody that's watched it had a chance to go watch it it's awesome if you're a fan but you take the kind of the the culture of vikings and you mix it up with native american and you get a fantastic slew of violence and cool shit mm. um but however the director and the writer of that script if you dig a little deeper on it he is basing that on evidential information he found that this was really a thing and i mean I don't know. I th- I think about a lot of this information. I mean, the fact that that again, Rockstar decides to throw a curveball and say, "Hey, what do you guys think of this random shit being in the game again?" I even have a se- second example that brings us even closer to the West Coast, and I'll talk about it. In I'm just... ready. Oh, okay. Um, well, actually, and I do want to add before that, I watched this program called I forget I forget exactly what it was called like vikings in america or something like that it was these two archaeologists and they were going all around trying to find all this evidence you know and there's there's evidence of vikings making it all the way to the this uh i guess it would be the east of alaska like the eastern tip of alaska like going all the way through the arctic right to alaska there's evidence of that um and as i'll get into here there's evidence of vikings in Kensington, Minnesota. I don't know if you've ever heard of this. Um, it's called the Kensington Rune Stone. And it was found no. by a farmer. No. Never heard of it, no. Yeah. It, it's cool. It's cool. And I, I, I'm I personally think it, it's real. And I'll get into to why. It's been deemed fake, right? Not real by science. Um, but that was also a hundred years ago. Like no one's looked into it since, you know. Um so it was found by a farmer in 1898 while he was clearing his fields, you know, removing trees to make, you know, these farm fields, right? Um, 
And within the roots of a tree, they find a stone, this big rock. Uh, it's got all these strange carvings on it, you know, and, and you know, he he's. And I think one of the reasons why they um, they deemed it fake right off the bat is because the man himself is from like Sweden or something like that, you know, so he's, he's already from that part of the world. Right. Um, <laughs> but on the stone, I'll read the inscription. I have the whole inscription right here on the stone. The description says eight Gotlanders and Gotland, you know, it's this Island in the Baltic sea off the coast of Sweden, um, eight Gotlanders and 22 Northmen on uh, and there's this rune they can't really make out. They, they might they think it's probably this exploration journey from Vinland far to the west. We had a camp by two shelters and they don't really know. They're not exactly sure. It's like another rune they can't make out. Right. So a camp by two something one day journey north from this stone. We were fishing one day after we came home, found 10 men red from blood and dead. Ave Maria, save from evil. And then along the side of the stone, so it's pretty big, right? It's thick. So they can carve on the side of the stone. On the side of the stone, it says, uh, there are 10 men uh, by the inland sea to look after a ship's 14 days journey from this peninsula or island, uh, year 1362. So they dated it, 1362. Mm. Um, but yeah, it's called the Kensington Rune Stone. You know, it was it was instantly highly controversial, and all the scientists and historians that dubbed it fake never actually came to look at the stone. Right? They all kind of looked off of you know shitty photographs from the early 1900s, or or like really bad drawings of it. Right? They never actually came and looked at the stone. Um, and there's this dude named Scott Walter. I don't know if you ever heard of him. He was really big in like this field of, of mysterious stones and stuff. Um, and he, he's, uh, I forget exactly what he is. He's like a, he's like a forensic. I don't know. He does something with stones where he like really mm -hmm. looks deep at the inscriptions and the weathering and all this crazy stuff. And, and like, he's, he's damn sure that the stone is real. And, one of the reasons he believes it's definitely real is because one in one rune that's used on the stone, it's an X, you know, it's an X. And at the top of one of the X's, there's a little hook that comes up. And this rune mm -hmm. is only seen in very, in, in like three or four places. And one place is this monastery somewhere in Europe that's connected to the Templars. Um, and it's not a rune. Like if this guy was to, to, um, you know, carve this up in his backyard or whatever it's it's a rune he would never have known of you know well and that's the thing that's interesting to this whole th piece is that they don't want to accept a man that like from finland who probably has an exuberant amount of knowledge about that culture and letting so they deny the fact let alone the rune is completely on the other side of the world practically for it to just suddenly appear like they didn't have that kind of I mean, it wasn't that kind of connection back then. And I don't, I mean, right. for, and I think what you're referring to, and I could be wrong, I think they're called forensic archaeologists. I actually think they're technically called that, that actually can look at the stone carvings and actually be able to carbon date 
and actually see how deep the actual cutting is, what tool they've used to actually uh, do the engraving. But all this makes me think of, Nick, is this idea of, like, there's some Norse, myth Norse mythology mixed into this somehow. Just the way you're reading the engraving, the rune itself, I mean... It, it's definitely very reminiscent of that that culture and you know the Viking life. I would think. I'm gonna look. I'm looking him up really quick here. Let's see if I can find him. Because he does something specifically with with rocks. Like that's all he does. It, he had a really cool program on TV called um. Uh, now I'm drawing a blank. I can't think of it. <laughs> it's all right. Man. But it was it was a really cool program. And he'd look at all these, you know, mysterious stones and throughout America. And it's like America unearthed or something like that. It was, it was good. I loved it. But uh, he hasn't been around. Well, think about, I mean, think about that was the, the piece of paper back in the day. I mean, back in that time, that was where everything was written down, was in stone. Go figure the old saying. It was carved in stone or written in stone. Right. So... I mean, I, I think the the connection is undeniable, but there's still some unfortunate people that don't want to admit they're wrong, still floating around out there, and want to keep on, as I call it, pushing the narrative. So, and, and to add to this, for the people who think that Vikings, there's no possible way they could have made it there, there was a modern day Viking vessel. Like these people built the, this vessel the way the Vikings would have done it. They sailed it the way the Vikings would have done it. They sailed it from, you know. One of these, one of those Norwegian Norwegian countries, and I forget exactly which one. They sailed it the same pattern, Iceland, Greenland, Newfoundland, down the coast. Then they went, um, I think, through the Hudson Bay, and then through um, the hell's that river called that goes through New York? The Hudson River. Hudson River. <laughs> Hudson Bay, Hudson River, right? So they go through the Hudson River, then they stopped off and they went up to. Um, the Great Lakes through the Great Lakes. They went. Yep, they hit the Mohawk River, which the Hudson turns into the Mohawk. And they got up there, and then when they got to, Mich uh, I think Detroit, the the Coast Guard stopped them and were like, "You guys can't do this. You need to go back." But they were they would have made it all the way. You know, they they were going to prove that they could get to this mm. area. You know, but they were stopped. Well, I by think the government. I think the. I think the part that people are overlooking when they look at this whole primitive race of people, they were tough as shit. They were large men that had raped and pillaged for a living. And to think that they couldn't handle the sea and right. handle like crossing vast, uh, you know, vast bodies of water. Yeah. It's just stupid. The fact that the evidence is showing that there are artif artifact finds that are making this a real thing, like to the actual physical person that needs to touch it. it it's just naive. And I, I don't, I think a lot more cultures have visited a lot of different places that we don't know about. I don't know if you heard of the news and I, I hope we're not getting off too far off topic from RDR, but RDR is a good reference point for all this <laughs> shit to talk about. Uh, they found that, that hidden continent, uh, Nuveria. I, I, I saw you sent that. Dude. That's going to open up a lot of missing information if they can get down there and go down. And, um, I, I got to remember it. I, I think I'm saying it wrong, but I'm going to bring it up. Right now. Yeah, I'm going to if you have the text. Um, oh, Zealandia. 
Zealandia, that's it. And dude, that's like part of the the intercoastal continent that supposedly separated years and years during the prehistoric time. And if I mean, dude, we're all related somehow in some way. I think it's the it's naive to think we're not. Um, but that that whole I forget the name of the the supercontinent that we were all Indiana. part of at one. Thank you. Uh, but anyway, that is going to be an interesting doll delve. Maybe we can maybe do an episode on just that. Cause I want to know myself going down the rabbit hole. I want to know what the hell they're finding connection to because, because there is some historical pieces that are starting to lead to the, the, uh, the city of Atlantis. Mm. And that makes me excited. <laughs> yeah. There's a whole nother, it's kind of on the same lines of that. Uh, pocket of land that used to connect india uh to madagascar right mm-hmm. why there's mm-hmm. like lemurs in those two places um and it's believed you know in in some circles that when this land disappeared this was kind of like an, an atlantis type situation you know these these beings and they were called the lemurians you know and they were the ones they made it to to uh the coast of um california and they settled within mount shasta and that you know there's all these stories of the lemurians within mount shasta and that's where they come from this this strip of land that sunk into Mm -hmm. the ocean you know well i found something recently this whole underworld this this the sunken continent shit they actually say the original atlantis they believe and it's not just one. They're saying there was a network of these Atlantis-like cities. They say the original largest one was in the Sahara Desert. They're mm. supposedly finding this connection. And I like I get goosebumps even thinking about it because that just like the says... The eye of the Sahara? Yeah, and they're saying that you know at one point people really do believe, and as you mentioned, the circles of belief, um, they did mention that that area was lush with water. And it was an ocean at one point right. in time. So, and the technology that they are saying could have existed at that time to, to continue these trade routes. Now, we, you and I talked about this in another episode about the technology being completely different than what we're using in our phones right now, you know, lithium ion batteries, whatever they, I don't know, maybe we'll call, call it closer to magic. I don't know. Yeah, but, why not? Right. Who the hell knows? Magic is just a way of people's. Uh, I putting a, don't understand. Well, yeah, it's a definition to something they don't get, you know. And it's the reality is, if we brought somebody back from or from the back in the what Stone Age to the right. medieval times, and they saw what we saw, they call what's in our hand magic. You know what I mean? So no time. Yeah. So I don't know. It's really cool, man. I I get super excited when we can dig into history and find out about all this cool I shit. Know, we're getting so. into more. Uh... What's that guy's name? You're just you're just talking about him. Graham Hancock. Yeah, this is more Graham Hancock territory. Oh, he's amazing, dude. I that guy is like I have a I'm a fanboy. Him have, you and, heard uh, the, have you heard the Joe Rogan episodes he does with Graham? Oh, they yeah. talk about doing ayahuasca and uh, doing doing micro dosing. Graham says you need to do at least five ayahuasca trips before you can feel normal. <laughs> I was like, that's pretty fucking amazing, but sure. <laughs> Yeah, I've never I, I'm fearful I'm fearful of it like because it's it's something like I'm like I'm not a big fan of tripping 
Mm. Um, never been a thing of mine, but they say it's extremely enlightening. Will I ever try it someday? Probably, but will change you as a person, I believe. No, can I tell you? I don't mean to get off topic, but I just watched an episode of his, Joe Rogan, um, and he they were doing an AI reference, and it was it asked an AI to take a bunny and to make it the most enlightened that the, the AI could make it. It was a picture, and the bunny would go from, you know, this, you know, just a pretty cute bunny to this. It kept on getting more psychedelic and trippy. Right. Each time the AI and he would ask it again, can you make this bunny even happier? And it got to a point where they did t- 10 renditions of the bunny and the thing looked like fucking God, like this universe. Right. Like the universe. Right. So, <laughs> oh, dude, amazing. I don't know. Cool stuff. Yeah. No, I've definitely I've taken acid a couple of times, you know, and I've been completely sober from all drugs, all alcohol. For ten years, you know, mm. or then in my college years, all bets were same on. here, same here, yeah, same hey, here. Did hey. some LSD and did some uh, shrooms back in the day. Uh, shrooms were pretty cool. LSD, not so much. Not a big fan of the good Sid. No, thank you. Yeah, it's, they're different. They're different, but but um. Well, remember- we went off on a trail. That was fun. <laughs> Right. I, yeah. I mean, I'll bring it up another time, but I had a purple salvia trip, which it's just really strange. You can just buy this stuff at a gas station. Um, and it was the craziest thing I've ever, you know, I'll just, I'll tell you right now. It was so crazy. I have to tell everybody. I, mean, I think I've told people this before, but purple salvia, you know, you, you smoke it or whatever. And it lasts mm-hmm. seconds or something. And it I was completely taken out of my body. I was in space. I was looking down, you know, stars and everything everywhere. And there were these slots um, and you could see through the slots. And we were all sitting on the couch and the clock dude from Beauty and the Beast was next to me. Uh-huh. <laughs> around like orbiting. Right. And he's like, you only got one chance to make it back. Uh, and he whipped me through one of those slots like I've never experienced anything like that before. It was crazy. So I just watched a movie recently. My wife and I did. It was called Synchronic. Did you watch that? No. Okay. So it's on Netflix. It's uh, it's it's Hawk from uh, Marvel Avengers. Yep. Okay. And he, there's this drug that they can take, and it's on the market that is making children disappear. Right. That's it. However. That's not what they're doing. It's a fucking time trip. Now, the movie's premise, and I don't want to give it away for anybody that's listening. Sounds time cool. is Time is a lie, is what they say. That's, the, that's like, if you want to put a title at the beginning of this movie, Synchronic, it's called Time is a Lie. Huh. And if you can put that into your brain in a moment and think about the logic, if we're everywhere, everything, all at once. Right. Could you imagine what it's like to take the the needle of a record and just, hey, you're on a song, but you can skip to a different part of the song? No, I can't. <laughs> Ooh, buddy. So yeah, I've never that, heard that of it, but it might... sounds good. Oh, dude, it, it's we just watched. We it's we have this new game my wife and I are playing. We're using these dice now because hmm. we're so opinionated about our movies mm-hmm. that now we roll the dice. Right. 
and we 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 do it to to choose a movie together so we're not arguing about what the hell we're going to watch and that one came up in sci-fi drama and it was awesome yeah, that's i would never cool. watch just to randomly pick a movie yeah we just throw the dice man i mean that's the way to do it right otherwise just sit there for half an hour trying to figure out what you're gonna watch it's that and food <laughs> we <laughs> yeah, get it. we got a food dice too we just we just got it for chris i just got it for her for christmas and now we we can't figure it out and we're watching movies we never would have watched together like right, things right. that like i'm not a big romance thing i mean it's all right if it's funny yeah. but yeah anyway it opens up horizons because i'm you know i'm pretty basic sci-fi action shit horror and she's like, yeah, she's more criminal minds, thriller, and romance. And I'm like, I got All a, right. uh, a suggestion for you guys to watch. It's called The Lost City. I don't know if you've seen it already. It has Sandra the one with Charlie Hutnam? No, it has Sandra Bullduck in it. And oh, we watched Pat it. We watched played it. Played Harry Potter. Yeah, yeah, and it's uh, and is isn't it Channing Tatum in it too? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it was funny. That was actually pretty funny. We yeah, watched. I like that, that movie. That was funny. That was pretty damn good. That kind of was up there with like. Sahara with Matt uh Matthew McConaughey yeah, yeah, and yeah. the fucking desert thing. No, I, I like those. Those are pretty cool, but you know, it's it's when you're you're just you know, we we have we're strong opinionated people, so it's it can get difficult and we're down there for fucking two hours trying to figure out a movie to watch. Right. But there's another one but, coming out that I saw that looks like the lost city called Argyle, where it's like an author, this lady's an author, and they're yeah. like yeah, yeah, Someone's yeah. after her, and there's a secret agent dude that like helps and her. And she's writing about a guy that's actually real. Yeah, yeah, it's dude. Really it's yeah, it's the 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 woman from um uh Jurassic Park Lost yeah. World. Yeah, Bryce Dallas Howard, I think's her name. Yeah, but, dude, I love it. that's gonna be funny. Yeah, it looks good. But uh, let's get back to Red Dead Redemption. <laughs> On it. All right, so the next thing I picked out here is a historical. Uh, I've got two historical people um, that are found. Or one of them's found in the game. One of them is, I believe, referenced. And this is back down in, you know, the the city of Saint Denis or or New Orleans. And this this is the New Orleans pirate, uh, John Lafitte. I think his name was Lafitte. Have you ever heard of him? I have not. No. Well, this this man was badass. He was like one of the the very last, like of the great pirates, and he 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 was pirating in, you know, the eighteen hundreds, long after like Blackbeard and Captain Kidd, and actually Captain Kidd wasn't even a pirate, but, um, you know, all those other pirates we know about. Uh, and this dude, he played a fairly. I think one of the thing he's most famous for, and people know him from, is. He literally helped save the United States from Great Britain in the War of 1812. So, wait, a minute, what was his name again? Uh, Jean, Jean, or Jean uh, Lafitte. Lafitte. So yeah. Jean Lafitte. I mean, because I'm a constitutionalist and a war buff, I can't. I'm actually surprised dude. I don't know about that one. Hmm. Yeah, he's a French dude. He he was a pirate, obviously, right? He's he he's they they start him and his brother i think his brother's name is pierre they start as um smugglers in in new orleans right and over time he builds up this this fleet of ships and he becomes a full-blown pirate they're pirating um great britain 
In the War 1812, you know, they invade the United States. It's kind of like second half of the Revolutionary War, right? Um, mm. And one of their one of their plans was to come down to Louisiana and go up the Mississippi River, right? And they were going to move east, eastward. So they go down to um, uh, New Orleans and what what's his name here? Uh, Andrew Jackson. Andrew Jackson. He was he was ready for him, right? He's like Andrew Jackson. He's just making his troops. He's a general at the time. He's making his troops. They're going through the the swamps. They're dragging all the shit, all these these cannons and stuff. They're gonna head them off. Um, you know, everyone they're getting sick. They're losing all this stuff. They don't have enough men to take on the British, and they offer Lafitte a pardon if they can use his fleet and his men to help bolster the American army. Um. And they're still outgunned by the British. However, the battle and the battle took place on January 8th, 1815, um, 15 days after the peace treaty was signed between Hmm. Britain and America. Yeah. Since I was in Europe, it takes so long to get word over here. It's not like there's, you know, they can't just pick up a phone and call someone or send an email. (laughs) Right. So, um, they have this huge battle. It only lasts like 30 minutes. Um, and the Americans and Lafitte, they're 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 up high, right? And the British are coming at them, and they're just not able to get through. Uh, so Lafitte helped, you know, defend and saved. If if the British would have took over, I don't know if they would have kept going or they would have followed the peace agreement. I I don't know what would have happened, right? Um, but yeah, he helped. He at least helped save New Orleans that day. So what was the encounter in the game? What oh, actually- in the game. In the game, yeah. In the game, there's like I don't know if you remember this super long train bridge where there's like a legendary fish. Yes. So if you go out into the swampy area, there's a boat, a little rowboat that's like in the mud, and in that rowboat, there's a pirate hat, um, or no, it's a pirate sword. And it just I when I picked that sword up, I was like, this is Lafitte's sword, like, um, interesting. So- no, I mean, it's just, I, I'm a big fan of pirates, the privateers, as they called them back in the day. Um, mm-hmm. I actually, uh, my family, because I have so many, I'm like a mutt. I'm half <laughs> Asian or half Mongolian, I should say. So I have, I'm actually a direct descendant of Genghis Khan. And everybody says, oh, everybody's related to him. But my, my great-grandmother, great-great-great-grandmother was one of his concubines uh, in his little harem, we'll say. But anyway, on the white side, my French, Scottish, and Dutch, I actually am related to a pirate. It was Pirate Jones. And apparently he's, uh, I don't know his first name. I, I did this whole family tree. My actual, my my biological grandmother told me that this is a, a, car- a car- conversation that came down through family, that this is a real thing. And come to find out it's true from the, whatever the hell that fucking oh. dna thing you do right. whatever it is yeah, yeah, yeah. i forget what it's and called. He, yeah but it's not like you know we're not going to go with uh you know davy jones he's not that infamous we're not talking about pirates of the caribbean here but uh he was pretty infamous i guess uh pretty brutal dude cutthroat as they say and i mean it's pretty cool to say you're related to a fucking pirate i'll say so not even that <laughs> fucking Genghis khan Genghis khan like oh uh, Genghis man you know i i, I take that with a 
I take it with a grain of salt because I, you know, I, I, I kind of idolize it, dude, to be honest with you. And it's terrible to say that. I think uh, maybe some people would disagree, but. I mean, he's a like, over there. Well, and not to mention the simple fact that I think, yes, his methods were brutal. He did a lot of brutal. good stuff, though. Other, you know, a lot of bad. A lot of these people did stuff like that. A lot of good stuff, a lot of bad stuff, you know? Well, the problem is, is that when you like when he piled bodies on top of his enemies to like crush them, like the body, the weight of the dead bodies would crush them. I mean, that's pretty silly or not. I shouldn't say silly. It's pretty morbid, let alone him catapulting full torsos over the fucking gates to, to scare his enemies. Mind you, he was a tactician. You know, it is what it is. And his father, Kublai Kai Khan, was also in that same kind of, you know, idea. But he was also a revolution, a revolutionary person in the aspect that he wanted to bring all cultures together. He didn't want to stomp them out. We were right. talking about this a little bit in our last one of the episodes. I think it was our last episode about how Christians have done something, try to do something similar to that, where they're bringing in what is it, uh, you know, certain um, traits of other cultures, but they don't do it under their name, right? Mm -hmm. They bring it in as, oh, this is a Christian belief. Christmas has right. all been Christian the whole time. Genghis Khan's like, fuck that. We're going to yeah. bring in different races and cultures, and you're going to keep your shit, but you're just going to live under a, a different rule. Like Alexander so. the Great. Oh, dude. Like, seriously, right? I mean, he did the same sort of thing. I mean, that's kind of the way you want to do it, or else you start pissing people off, you know? Well, and that's it. He... No, I think in in some form or another, I guess you could classify Genghis Khan, Genghis Khan, whatever you want to call it, polar pond or polar rod. He's a benevolent guy. Like he didn't want to destroy cultures. He just wanted to make the everything like the rule be one, which I mean, look at the world we're living in today. Everybody's fucking got an axe to grind because they say I'm right and you're wrong. So. Anyway, pirates. So anyway, I'm related to a pirate, and apparently I'm rated, related to a conqueror. <laughs> I just wanted to say something really quick. Um, uh, yeah, Genghis Khan, he's he's still technically missing his body, his tomb, all of his riches, which is interesting in itself. We could do a whole episode on that. Like, they think they know where it is, right? There's this mountain. It looks like there's a tomb on the top. Outsiders can't go there. Only, you know, Mongolians. Um, but you can fly around the top, right? And there's like it looks like there's this whole mound that's been built on the top of it. But um, I think in the legend it says they diverted a river, put the tomb in, and then let the river flow over the tomb. So who knows? Well, and I, I think the the Mongolian culture is so uh, I had to say it's um, they're very quiet about the culture itself. There's not a lot of information out because the Mongolian culture is made up of so many different cultures. The problem is trying to pinpoint exactly what is a full-blooded Mongolian. So, I mean, me, technically, I'm considered a Korean Mongolian if we're going to be technical because I have Korean descent and Mongolian descent. Um, but, you know, he had no qualms about having a multiracial woman in his harem. He didn't really care. So. Yeah. No, that, but, that's, he's interesting fig historical figure for sure. Oh, uh, 
I think one of the best depictions I've seen of him so far in a series was Marco Polo. They did such a good job with him in that. Oh, it was fantastic. Never watched that, but I definitely know. Oh, dude, you got to check that one out if you have some time. The series, it was short-lived. I think it only made two seasons of it, but it was very, very close, in my opinion, to some of the historical facts that are out there. But, hmm. yeah, yeah. So, I mean, but I don't know. We just got into pirates and conquering Mongolians. <laughs> um, the next one I have it's another short one, like Lafitte, and it, this one's Tesla. Um, the friggin' how? Oh, I remember this one. Yeah, dude. Did you do this? Did you get? Did you do this mission? Yeah, with the robot kid. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but um. Okay. Uh. In the game, sorry, I'm distracted now. Um, in the game, kind of like in the middle of the woods. Well, first you meet Tesla, and he's not named Tesla. I forget what they they named him in the game, but it's not Tesla. Uh, it's not Nick Nikola Tesla. It's something else in the game, but it's clearly Nikola Tesla, right? And you start out by like remote controlling these these remote control ships and in the pond and blowing stuff up. And then you meet him later on in this tower in the middle of the woods, right? And this tower is an exact replica of Tesla's um, you know, tower at Wardencliffe. And it was, you know, Wardencliffe Tower. And it was this location, I think in in um uh um New York um I don't know somewhere on the I forget I forget it's a rich part of New York on the coast there um but it you you find him in the tower right and it's it's direct replica and you kind of bring to life this robot and everything but in reality what he was trying to do with these towers was make free electricity kind of just flow through the air so you could charge things, you know, run things on this electricity. Um, and it, it, it gets into some real technical stuff, but I kind of wrote it down a little bit. So he thought he was, he would be able to use like the earth's magnetic properties and what are known as telluric currents to create a worldwide wireless system by building these towers, you know, all over the world to bounce, you know, you hit the right wave, and you could bounce these, these these electrical waves throughout the whole world and charge everything and run everything for free. You know that was his that was his plan. Um, I think something went wrong and his financial backer backed out and you know he never finished it. But he was on to something. Well, and I think the there's a lot of like a lot of his stories about the guy. I mean, just in general, but that odd story just popping up in the frigging game was first of all it was pretty cool i mean i can remember just like what the hell is going on what's this big ass tower with electricity flowing through it yeah and then of course you you go down the rabbit hole but he was a he's an interesting fellow to say the we the least i mean i think he uh there was a story if i don't know if you remember it i'm trying to think back you may have heard of it you know he scared the shit out of mark twain yeah like literally (laughs) (laughs) it's crazy like the two of them are like major historical figures in general and then you you're like wait a minute are you sure you're not making this shit up and i'm like no this is real dude yeah he invented some sort of 
of device that could i forget what it did it like caused earthquakes or something and he he turned it on and it literally scared the shit out of him like he yeah and and it's funny because the whole concept between i mean there's do you know his like the, like the day he was born shit did you ever read anything about him no. he was born during a goddamn lightning storm of course he was you know, like and how could you make this it's like it's it's like like somebody wrote this story and it's like, yeah, we're gonna fabricate this a little bit to make the guy even look cooler. And I'm like, right. I had to do some digging on that one. And I'm like, I don't know. The, I mean, he was also a competitor of uh, Benjamin Franklin's over the the bowl. I think they had a an, an ongoing thing. Oh, it was com- um, uh, or not? Is my saying Benjamin? Not am I, is my the wrong person? Yeah. Or Tom? No, Thomas Edison. Yeah, that's who it was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Thomas Edison. And he were going back and forth for a while. I don't know. He's just an interesting man. And I don't know. I think uh, Elon Musk took it to the next fucking level with that. Right. I mean, everything he was doing was better than Edison. But Edison had more money, you know. So. Do you know that we've talked about this in some of the episodes you and I have had together? He was a man that believed in portals. Uh, no, but I would imagine he did. I think I've heard of some things that he was in into. Um, I got two interesting facts about him too that I want to go over, but it kind of goes along with the portal thing that you're talking about. I don't know if you ever heard of the Philadelphia experiment. Oh yeah, dude. My now here we go, and you're gonna think I'm making this shit up, <laughs> but my wife's great great grandfather was one of the scientists in the philadelphia experience experiment well he supposedly was was part of it too supposedly i don't know if that's official or not this but. is accurate her mother uh very close i you know they're not bullshitters in that family had right. they are there's direct information that he was involved in this this thing which people deny it's real right it was fucking real they were playing with some shit they shouldn't have been, or they did anyway. But she told me some stories that he was really guarded about the conversation about what happened there and everything else. So I didn't mean to interrupt. I just said to throw that little no, piece in. No, that's incredibly interesting, and you should you should definitely get to the Dick. bottom. <laughs> I'd love to, but that's a whole I mean, other story. Yeah. All right. Um. But yeah. So supposedly he was part of that. And that that involves portals. I mean, they they teleported somewhere and back or whatever. It did something crazy. Um, there were like people like fused to the boat, you know, like that. I don't know what the hell went on there. But um, and another thing that he did was the death ray. He designed a death ray that huh. would use focused energy to literally incinerate anything you pointed at it, right? And when he died. He was living in a hotel, right? And he died. Had all his shit there. The government sent people in to get this paperwork from him. You know, they took up everything they could. And the person who spearheaded this operation was Donald Trump's uncle. What? Donald Trump. Come on. He's even named after him. Donald J. Trump. Donald John Trump. <laughs> wow. Donald Trump all right. Got the death ray paperwork. And the rabbit hole continues. <laughs> Holy shit. Okay. Yeah. All right. That's cool. That's cool. Yeah, they worked for some sort of weird office. It was like Office of Alien Intelligence or something like that. Not like alien, but like immigrant, you know? Because he was an immigrant. 
speaking of alien, did you hear about the the whole asteroid threat that they're talking about? The Apophis? Is it Apophis? October. I had a guy on who talked. He was like way down the Apophis. Um, I don't even know what you want to call it. Well, he said they're they're saying that NASA's this. It said it's been an, it's eleven out of whatever million chances it's going to actually hit. But they're taught it's a it's the asteroid that disappeared off their radar or their 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 scopes. This one that's be like soon or in a couple of years. Twenty, it's uh, twenty four October twenty four. So twenty October of twenty twenty four, and it will it could take out if it hits if it actually did hit, it'd probably take out half a continent. Shit, no, I yeah. didn't hear about that, but I did a whole episode of someone on a pofus and like. The second, like this, this guy's, he's, he went deep, like the second coming of Christ, and it's coming. This is it, and like Ooh. wormwood and everything, like. But wow, NASA, okay. they're like, they're like, at first they were like, it's gonna hit in twenty twenty nine. We know this is gonna happen, right? And then they're like, well, actually, wait, 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 we were wrong. It's gonna be twenty thirty six. It's definitely gonna hit. And then they're like, whoa, 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 wait, 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 wait. no, we're wrong again. 2060 something and they're like oh wait no now it's like <laughs> 2100 and they're like it's definitely going to hit then but it's going to be so close it's going to be closer to earth than the moon when it comes past us like well and they they're saying too that uh what the the nas the nasa's release was a couple days ago they said that we're not looking at a, cat a catastrophic concern in the next hundred years Sure, whatever that means. Yeah, that's because the focus uh, is going to hit. Right. Well, and not to mention the simple fact that they've already got these plans in place for it's these. Uh, interesting. Of what they're well, they do. Well, they've got these plans in place to build this. I don't know if I were. We talked a little bit about uh, uh, Toshiro's idea of phase one and phase two of evolution. Well, phase mm -hmm. one is master of the planetary planetary elements and everything else. And apparently they're in the process of building two satellites at the North Pole and the South Pole that are going to help. And I forget what the hell the purpose of it is, but it's to help with generating energy a certain kind of way. And it's actually supposed to help with the polarity, which I don't know if you know, there's a tap dance going on below the core right now mm. in the server underneath our surface. The, the polarities are changing yeah. and the, the Earth's rotation is changing a bit. But I don't mean to keep on going off these fucking rabbit holes, man. I no, I have heard that because the pole, the North Pole, has actually moved closer to Russia. Yeah, in the last few years, but but um, but and we yeah. just got hit with a. Did you hear about the huge solar storm we just got hit with? No. Oh, we got hit with one. Uh, it's either it's between now and the sixth. One of the biggest storms in history is was supposed to smoke the one side of the uh, Earth from Saturday the sun. Yup. <laughs> Make sure you got your shit backed up on a hard drive in a Faraday cage. Uh-oh. <laughs> Crap. <laughs> I don't. <laughs> um, all right. But then the last one I got is, um. so if you go on the map, Red Dead Redemption map, um, you go north of Strawberry, which is a, you know, a little town. Yep. Near the top of Mount Shan along a cliffside path, you know, You'll you'll find a rather interesting skeleton within the rocks, right? Uh, I definitely noticed it right off the bat. Um, and you might not think anything of it, 
when you see it, other than like that's a big fucking dude. Um, however, Giants, and this is a giant. I don't know if you you remember seeing this or not. Oh, I remember this whole one. Yep. Yeah. So these giants play a pretty interesting role um, within. I don't even know what you want to call it. The history of you know late 19th century and early 20th century America. Uh, so like as settler, I, I wrote a whole thing down. This is this is the most interesting one to me. Um, so like as settlers moved west, you know, from the east to the west, they need to like expand these these farmlands that they found, right? And after clearing the land, some would come across these giant earthen mounds, these huge mounds in the ground, just like little hills, right? Perfect little hills. Um, and uh, today we attribute these mounds to a Native American culture called the Mississippians or uh, the Mississippi mound building culture. Mm. These tribes constructed all sorts of mounds in uh, various sizes throughout the Midwest, East, and the Southeast. Um, so this this Mississippian culture began around 1000 AD when different woodland tribes kind of all came together and they focused more on agriculture than hunting and gathering, right? Um, and they kind of centralized around this agriculture and they began to build you know, a big society. And they even built one of the largest pre-Columbian cities in North America. At the time, it was the largest city in North America. Um, and one of the largest cities north, well, I guess it was the largest city in North America. Uh, well, I guess I should say it was the largest city north of Mexico. So, you know, you had the, the Aztecs in Mexico. North of that, this was the largest city, and it was called Cahokia. I don't know if you ever heard of this. They don't teach I this have. in, you know, I never learned about Cahokia in high school history. But this this is an in incredible place, uh, just huge city. It looks like it would be Aztec or something like that. You know, there's these grand courtyards with these, like, temple mounds built in the ground. They look like they could be pyramids of some kind. Um, but yeah, you, you, we don't, we don't really learn about these. And then besides Cahokia, the mound building culture, they spread far and wide. Uh, and when these modern day farmers began digging into these mounds, they realized that a good deal of them were actually burial mounds. And within these burial mounds, all sorts of ancient treasures were found, you know, besides the skeletons of the Mississippians. They uncovered all sorts of artifacts like clay jars full of, you know, old dried corn and maize and, you know, stuff like that. And jewelry, um, you know, different kinds of beads and all this other stuff. And they even reported finding giants. They were pulling these giant skeletons from these mounds, six, seven, eight, nine, even 10 feet tall. Um, and, the, you know. I've even heard of stories from not in America, from Europe, of giants that were like 20, you know, these skeletons, they were 20 feet tall. And uh, these giants that were reported, they often had six digits on their hands and their feet. So, you know, six toes, six fingers, um, double rows of teeth. 
you know, front and back. Mm-hmm. And their jaws were big enough to fit over, you know, someone's face. You could fit. That's that's how big they were. Um, and in some of these mounds, there were even reports of these giants having horns on their head, like like growing out of their skulls, not just, you know, animal horns that were put on for some sort of tribute or decoration, like actual bone growing out of their heads. And it's kind of interesting as well. There were breastplates made of copper, like armor, you know, that were put on these, which isn't so weird because I'm pretty sure that tribes throughout that area, especially like uh, Michigan is well known. There's this huge copper mine on Island Royale where like a billion pounds of copper was mined, you know, over the course of several thousand years ago. And they've even found copper of that, of the same purity in shipwrecks in Greece, which is strange because you can usually trace where the metal came from by the purity, you know, different purities in different parts of the world. Right. And they've traced this back to, you know, this, this area of the world, which is definitely strange. So there's this whole, and just to get off another tangent, there's this whole thought that, you know, copper in America actually fueled the bronze age. Mm. You know, the Phoenicians, Greeks, and, you know, they were coming over here, mining this copper, bringing it back. You know, this is whole theory of that. But, um, and, and back to the giants, these, these are stories we know about today because they appeared in countless newspaper articles of the period. And you can go back and you can find these articles. People have found, have found them, obviously, you know, um, and what's, most interesting to me is one of these burial sites that had a giant in it is literally I don't even know 500 yards from my 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 house really yeah it's really cool um so this this is the one that that's near my house uh in 1849 rail workers who were building the Cheshire Railroad which is like Cheshire is a county in New Hampshire and this is across, so Vermont, my side of Vermont, it's kind of separated by the Connecticut River, between, you know, the river, and you got Vermont and New Hampshire, and there's a river, and I live right on that border. Um, mm. So right in New Hampshire, it's, it's, I say that, but it's really like, I could walk there in 10 minutes, it's not that far. Um, so they were building this line, and they had to blast, you know, use dynamite to blast through the, there's all this rock and shit in the way. They had to use dynamite to blast through this area. And what they ended up doing was uncovering an Abenaki burial ground. And apparently the chief of that tribe, or they called him the chief at least, uh, was one of these giants. He was nine feet tall. He had double rows of teeth. He had the double rows of teeth. I didn't read. There's nothing about him having, you know, six fingers or six toes. But his lower draw, jaw was big enough to fit over the finder of... um you know, of the crew. And there's this dude named Jim Vieira and he's like big on this giant stuff. He actually came to my town himself, went into the library, found all this paperwork, um, you know, traced this giant from the burial ground to Bellows Falls and then to Connecticut. And they lost the trail in Connecticut. Uh, hmm. And there's a friend of the show named Annette Spaulding. She's a master diver of this area. And she does a lot of work at the falls. And she's found this 
Abenaki site, you know, real, real strange. It's, it's all quartz. Um, and I meant to get down there. I meant to get with her this year. We were going to do this huge experiment. I bought all this like paranormal research equipment to go down there with her. She's, she says, you go down there and there's just this, you can just feel the energy because it, it's just like this massive amounts of quartz down there. Um, and apparently she has these same documents in her office. So I'm going to get those from her mm. video. I'm going to go to the area. I'm going to read these documents. I'm going to find where this burial ground was because it's not far, obviously. And I'm going to go there uh, and figure out what I can. But uh, And I, I, I want to, I, I don't know, somehow I, if I could get included in that, I'd try to make a special trip to come and see that. Cause yeah, I mean, it's not going to be till the summer, probably. Or the spring. Well, and I'm, yeah, and I think, so my first impression of this, which, you know, first of all, that story was cool from the Red Dead, where you actually, you find the skeleton, and I remember you actually track it down, the story goes to a cave. I don't know if you remember that, and you end up talking to this. I didn't actually, creature. I didn't do that part, but I know. Yeah, you actually talk to a, he's in a cave and he won't come out, but he's like, because he's fear for his life and everything else. Now, I I have two opposing opinions here on this whole thing. So I believe that giants existed. I do believe that. There's something to the idea when we'll go to the Abenaki in a minute because uh, there's a direct connection with that. However, some of the shit that I'm seeing nowadays, and I've said this to you before, I've had this opinion. Why are all these, these footages always end up being blurry or fucked up looking? Like there was one where they were showing it on a mountain. I was watching it on YouTube. And I'm like, listen, we've got modern technology. Like, we have phones that literally can take a picture of the moon if we wanted it to. Like, I mean, we're getting pretty damn close to that that stuff happening. I mean, my phone actually has a built-in camera where it actually can follow me. I mean, that tells you something to say about it. So I have a hard time believing that they still exist because I always wonder about why it looks like we're losing a VHS camera from 1985. Oh, like people issue. are filming them, like live ones, because this is something I've heard of too. And I actually have an interesting thing to go off of this if you if this is what you're talking about. Okay. Yeah. Well, and I I don't know I don't I don't know I I mean unless there's something to it, but either way I think that the well, I want to go back to the other trail bread breadcrumbs here is the Abenaki. Now there has been some uh, conjectural information about these giants actually being aliens that were like either bred or they are aliens that were brought down to the planet and they're actually part of why the pyramids were made because of how strong and large they were now a lot of question and speculative information comes out about how did they move those stones from these quarries so fucking far away from where the, the pyramid like the pyramid of giza like they almost even the way they were those pyramid those stones were cut I got a whole how, thing that I think you're going to love. Okay. So anyway, that's my impression. I don't know if they still exist because I think a nine foot, 10 foot man creature, female, male, would be really fucking hard to kind of miss. Like, you know, and I, I, I that's just my thought, but do I believe they existed? Absolutely. So I need, I'm ready for your side. <laughs> Okay, I might convince you otherwise. I might fully convince you here. Um, all right. Uh, so the Mississippian giants, you know, that, that are in these mounds, they're not the only giants that have been talked about, even in North America. 
So you have the people, you know, out west in the Pacific Northwest, and they talked about, and I think this is out in um, Nevada. Uh, there's this cave called the Lovelock Caves, right? And they talked about a race of cannibalistic giants. So the native tribes out in that area, the cannibalistic giants that they they did war with all the time, constantly. And, and at one point, they were able to to whittle the numbers down enough where they trapped them all in this cave. They blocked off uh, the end, started a fire. The smoke killed off the rest of them. And this is in the Lovelock Cave. And, and they called these giants the, the C-Tika, which, which would be tool eaters. And tool is like a plant, apparently. Um, and another interesting thing is, just keep this in the back of your head for a second, red hair. So these giants, they always seem to have red hair. Um, mm. But yeah, so the Paiute, they trapped them in this cave, burned them up, killed them off. And this is a famous cave. You can go there. Um, supposedly, they pulled out one skeleton because I guess it was full of guano. And in the early 1900s, guano miners went in, dug out all the guano. You know, it was, it was big industry back then. Um, and they ended up finding one skeleton. It wasn't like super tall or anything. I don't think it was like seven or eight feet. But in the lake bed near there's a lake bed nearby dried up apparently they also dug up um two mummified bodies uh giants that were eight and ten feet tall and um i kind of went into like kind of did this quick background check into you know what what could be going on here and i found you know the story of the 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 sea because coming from a faraway land and how they made a raft out of these these tool plants um uh it 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 sounds unbelievable you know sort of uh it but i'll I'll get into it really quick so they made this the the paiutes they said you know they these tribe these giants that came from a faraway land on these rafts and blah 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 right uh and so that brings me to catalina island where apparently um let's see what do i what did i write here so apparently they they found thousands of different artifacts, including stone circles, you know, and dozens of giant skeletons. And apparently hmm. there's even a museum that's open on the island uh, that this amateur archaeologist named Ralph Glidden kind of put together. And you can go and see some of these skeletons, I guess. I'm not exactly sure. Last because I, I last that I heard was, you know, the Smithsonian. They Well, I'll get into it later, but they gathered up all these skeletons and got rid of them but uh this you know catalina island it's an island right so um it's about 75 square miles 22 miles long eight miles wide an elevation of about 2100 feet at some points and it's 30 miles off the coast of southern california now you know i guess there's evidence of human habitation going back thirty thousand years now, maybe these giants, they came from here, they got on their rafts, sailed across, you know, the bay or wherever to California, made their way to uh, uh, Nevada, I think it was. And maybe these are the giants that they're talking about. Um, now, building rafts out of reeds might sound ridiculous, too, but I did an episode with an explorer named Tom Pollard. Now he's a 
He's a high altitude cameraman. He's got all these awards. He's climbed Everest, you know, buttloads of times. He's been in the death zone half a dozen times, and he's he's summited the mountain once. But he also joined a voyage on a reed ship, a ship made of reeds called the Viracocha 2, um, and they sailed that from, I forget, I forget the exact, I think, I want to say Bolivia, but I'm not exactly sure if that's correct, mm. um, to Easter Island. Like, they literally sailed it, and this was a shitty expedition. They've even made it farther. I think there was a guy in the 40s who built a reed ship, I think, and he called it the Viracocha. Um, I think he made it all the way to Australia. So hmm. read ships is totally possible. And when I say ship, I mean ship. I'm not talking about a boat. These like Tom's ship was huge. Two floors, you know, double floors. There's a top and a bottom bunk beds, you know, cabins, everything like this wasn't a, just your normal boat. This was a ship made of reeds. It's fucking ridiculous. How do I, it's crazy to even think. I'm about still it. trying to even fathom the idea in my head. Yeah, and just to actually picture it is, is is really difficult right now to even think of how sturdy a reed ship could be right. to hold giants. Well, uh, I'm I'm sure if they could build one, I'm sure they could build one big enough to hold, you know, a, a few half a dozen dozen ten foot men, eight feet men. I don't well, know. And to be honest with you, anything's possible, right? So we you don't know until you know, right? Um, but just knowing that they've done this. And succeeded at it and I'm, I'm sure it could be done but um another thing is you know they're very similar stories involving giants arriving on reed rafts um that exist in peru uh and it's they're definitely not the only story of giants from outside north america either like these these ones in the lovelocks caves or or the mount you know the mississippian giants there's there's stories of and these these are recorded in Spanish conquistador reports of giants being seen on the shore of Patagonia. Um, I, I remember reading something about an exclam excavation in Romania of a giant that was like 20 feet tall. Um, and then you have the I don't know if you ever heard the story of the Kandahar giant. Yes, Can that is that's I believe that to but be that's real. but that's the one that the footage they keep I on. I've never seen any footage. I don't know. I think you're thinking of something different. I looked on YouTube, but I'm pretty sure it was the Kandahar. I could be wrong. I have to go back and look at my history, but I was watching it. And again, I just go back to the idea why the hell, if they're existing currently, why does the footage always end up being blurry? It looks like it's a camera from 1980s. Right. Well, that's and, always my question. Yeah. I mean, I, I haven't actually looked up anything, any footage, but there was an episode of Sasquatch Chronicles that came out years ago uh, where there was a guy on there and he was talking about mountain giants. And he says how, you know, he's got reports from people who have seen real mountain giants in very, very remote locations. Um, I believe he was talking about in, you know, somewhere in the Rocky Mountains, he got reports of one, but the majority of them are coming out of Alaska in the middle of nowhere. Mm. Um I don't. I, he didn't say. Any, I don't think there's any footage of these. Of these, I'm not sure. I'll, I'm gonna look into that. But um, I would imagine. Yeah, and I'm. I'm with you too. Like I don't know why people aren't getting 
real footage of these. You know, I I often think, unless it's a really, really, um, what's the word I'm looking for? I don't, I don't know the word I'm looking for, but uh, I have seen some videos that are really shitty, but uh, I tend to believe them. But most of them that are really shitty, I, I also just kind of throw to the side. Most of them, but there are some that are pretty convincing. Like, I think I just posted one the other day about a kid on a four-wheeler. Um, yeah, I saw that. The, you just put it on the that on one, the. the that one just seems like it would be real. Like, that kid was freaking out. But let me ask you. So this is just my my thought. If I was to put you and I, and you were out in my backyard, and we were hanging out, and you pulled out your phone, and you threw on the footage, right? You threw on the video. You started recording. I feel like your footage would be pretty damn clear Unless it was snowing, unless the wind was no, it blowing, would it would be. And that's what I'm saying. That footage was cool as shit. But again, I go back to why is the clarity so shitty? Well, I think I also think most of these videos that they're posting on YouTube are pretty old. You know, they might have like that. That one seemed old. You know, well, that's what I'm. That's the thing. And I looked at that was I thought that, and this is where my my debunking brain goes to, and I'm all for. I like I said, there's a certain amount of stuff that I really can really delve into, and I'm all about the unknown. Like as you know me by now, I believe a lot that we don't know. I always try to look at the surroundings. Like I look at that what that quad, the quad the kid was riding. You try to look and try to date that a little bit and say, you know, it looks a little older. And I also look at the 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 author and things of that nature to see if I can do a little bit better. Can I kind of like a backtracking on the story? to see the legitimacy of it. And I, like I said, not to say that it's not real. I don't know, but I like to be able to back up the information with some sort of tangible evidence that states, because like the fucking giants, you, you, the bones are for real. I've, I've seen evidence on this. I've seen archeologists actually back up this information. Uh, but some of the footage, man, I don't know. Sometimes I wonder if it's just to get a couple clicks, you know, right. but, but still, I can't say it ain't real because look at what brought me on the show originally. Nobody's <laughs> going to fucking believe what the hell happened to me. Right. It's right. fine. No, I don't care if they do. I know what happened. I know what I saw. Right. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I don't know. This, this could be a whole episode in itself. I mean, I think, I think they have proven that like elk can see infrared in infrared. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, and these cameras that they put out, these trail cameras, they put off, you know, energy. You can hear them. You can hear them snapping. They have like my ring camera has two red dots, you know, and if you can look at it in infrared or or something, it sends out a beam where you you could like if you had like infrared goggles on, you know, you could like see like, oh, mm -hmm. under that and they won't find you or I don't know, maybe like Sasquatch can see and in, in different spectrums that we can't and they can hear you know, these cameras or, or sense them in some way. I I mean, I don't know, but, but yeah. Well, like, and I, that's the thing is who, who the hell knows what, if, if they're out there, maybe they're listening. I don't know, <laughs> but if they're out there, I mean, that doesn't mean they can't get smarter with time too. Don't we supposedly as human beings. So, I mean, is it a possibility that they've just become very uh, learned how to be uh, evade what we have for technology shit i i can't say i can't say 100% no 
I just wish some asshole would get the proper material together so I can catch one of these bastards on film. I want to see it. Well, I, I really go- do. This summer or spring, I really want to go into the Bennington Triangle and do a Bigfoot hunt up by uh, the reservoir, Somerset Reservoir, where I'm down, dude. got an account of someone who said, you know, they don't believe it was a Bigfoot, but it was a Bigfoot. Like, Well, and I've heard some stories about some weird shit on the Catamount Trail. So that trail is the one that runs right up through the reservoir and it goes all the way up to Canada. And people have told me some odd shit that have hiked that trail. And I've hiked part of it, 17 miles of it. And I told you I heard some funny shit in the woods when I was hiking that one time. So I'm working on but, getting a, a infrared monocular uh, to bring along. When I get some funds here, some disposable income, aka taxes, I'm gonna buy some cameras. Like video, I got one GoPro. So it's a couple years old, but um, still works, right? I want to start filming, making some videos. So cool. Love it. You have to come along for that one. Oh, I'm down, man. And I, uh, like I said, I'm gonna get it. Uh, <laughs> if I if we're there, I'm gonna find them. Because if there um, exists, I want. I'm gonna fight like hell to find them. And there was one last thing I wanted to bring up about these giants before we finish here. So a lot of people believe that these giants, these skeletons that are that are you know being found all over the world, are, you know. Uh, they talk about them in the Bible. They're called the Nephilim. I don't know if you ever heard of them. Fallen half angel, half, yep, half angel, half human. I think. Yeah. So you know, there's this whole discussion that that's what Bigfoot is. That's what these giants are. Um. Yeah. So. Dude, but that goes oh, back God. to the. Oh, I'm gonna say right now, this goes back to, the Abenaki. Aliens, possibly. I don't know. There, we we could do a whole friggin' episode on just what ancient aliens the show has found recently. Have you watched any of the recent episodes? No, I haven't seen this. Oh. Season. Ooh, gets deep, <laughs> get real deep. And I think they're finding more and more along with some of the stuff that's starting to be unearthed in some of these ancient ruins that there are more connections with what they saw up there, and what actually has happened. It has happened down here. Yeah, so. I mean, I'm down with ancient aliens. I know my biggest, what I'm really on are the fae, like uh, mm. fairies, which I hate calling them fairies, but like the fae folk, I think what, what they actually truly are, are interdimensional beings. You know, I think I I personally believe that it's these interdimensional beings. You know, we've dubbed them the fae, you know, Muslims call them the jinn. Uh, Christians call them angels and demons. You know, there's a whole. Uh, mm. And next week, I'm hoping to get into my big episode that I've been researching for weeks. It's going to be a crazy one um, that involves the Bennington Triangle and Glastonbury Mountain and the, this Abenaki god that supposedly lives on the mountain. <laughs> And he's only an Aben. He's an Abenaki creator god, but he's only in Abenaki lore. He's not in the Wabanaki. You know, Abenaki is like a subset of the Wabanaki. Um, but only the Abenaki believe in him, and he supposedly resides on the summit of Glastonbury Mountain. And I trace that back all the way back to like primordial beings and 
the cosmic sea and this whole i went down the rabbit hole with this and it, it's pretty crazy and i mean it kind of goes with the lore a bit too with glastonbury being an odd place yeah, yeah. i mean so like, if that guy's there if there's truly some sort of godlike being there it's like his his energy or whatever he's putting off is making crazy shit go on and it wouldn't be i mean it's all in my opinion all intertwined somehow so with and the thing is, is we talked about humans and words that we use to define things is our comfort, right? Mm. We don't know what the hell it is. If we're calling it an angel, we're calling it the fae, you know, gin, you know, genies, you know, whatever the hell you want to call it. I think that they're just it's an unexplainable thing that we won't know until we actually know. So right. and or if we don't know, we're going to speculate a whole hell of a lot. At least I will. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But but yeah, that's all I got. Those those are my then that's that's what four or five weird things out of the game. So uh, I do want to say the one I want to say for me was the fucking UFO on the top of the mountain. I knew some. I ah uh, I never saw that. I never. I never did. It is the weirdest shit in the entire game that I had to, I had to think about it. And the UFO sighting is related to a cult. Go figure. There's a whole cult involved with this story, this encounter. Hmm. Did you? I know, like, out um, by Valentine, there's like a little house. It's got a bunch of dead people in it, and they're all laying in the in beds. Have you ever find this place? I don't think I've found that one. I found the house that had the fucking body parts of an animal that were oh, all no, different no, no. parts. Okay. Yeah, that one's weird. I never I never figured out what that was all about, but this It's not anything. It's different. just a it's just a it's just a statue or something. But I yeah, don't know which one you're talking about. The the dead the, the house of all dead people? Yeah, and they're all wearing it's interesting because they're all wearing white shoes and um I don't remember you might you probably remember this. Back in the 90s there was a um oh, I'm going to have to look this up really quick so I can get it right. Um 90s death cult 90s death cult. What are you trying to say? I'm old, Nick. Heaven's Gate. <laughs> no, 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 no. I'm just like, messing like, around. It's like Heaven's Gate. You remember Heaven's Gate? They were like, this asteroid's coming by. We're going to yeah. kill ourselves and project our souls onto this, yep. this UFO. Well, you can find the Heaven Gate cult in Red Dead Redemption. I'm just pulling this all out of memory right now. I didn't, I'm, I didn't really look it up. There's that building you can go to. You can read a bunch of stuff about it. It's talking about how this asteroid's coming by and all these people are committing suicide so that they're oh, sure. to okay. join this this asteroid spaceship thing. Um, okay, exactly so that topped that, Heaven's Gate. That, that topped my story. <laughs> but yeah, <the laughs> that was even UFO more thing. weird. I, I never did that UFO thing. I didn't, I didn't get to do that. It was cool, but it was unexpected. You had to climb the top of this mountain and then I was just like, no. No, and I had to. I paused the game. I remember doing it. I was in the other room. I'm playing on a fucking big screen. I'm like, no, 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 no. I'm I like, they didn't throw. No, I actually actually experienced it because I'm, you know, like I told you when I played Skyrim. You know, people might know what game that is. Um, I went around and I just explored everything before I even actually played the main storyline. Did right. the same thing in Red Dead. I didn't even. I barely did the main storyline. I went down and did all these side missions and shit. And I would run into these random encounters, and that's what I I used to chalk them up as. And the the alien fucking ship over the mountain was a random encounter. I totally was like, "Come on, 
Come on. Yeah, no, I never, I never did that. But I do know what you're talking about. Yeah. However, still an awesome game. I recommend you guys play it if you can. Oh, yeah. Like I said, I bawled my eyes out at the end. So. (laughs) And that says something because we both probably, I did too. So. (laughs) It is, it is good. It was definitely a good game. It's definitely worth replaying. And I've actually started replaying it again, but then I, Red Dead 1 came out for PS4 and 5. So I grabbed that and started that one. But yeah, Red Dead Redemption 2, some weird stuff going on in there that relate to real life. And that sounds almost canon to me.